Hello, and welcome to episode 188 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. Today is February 3rd. My name's Kellen. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Sergio. What's going on, man? Hey, Kellen. Man, it's it's been a weird day. Uh, work was kind of lame, but everything afterward has been pretty awesome. It's, it's been a fun one. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm going to describe myself with a word that I don't think we've ever really used to describe ourselves on the show, and that's prophetic. I'm feeling prophetic today oh. because I'm going to go ahead and say that the next episode we record is going to be about a Nintendo Direct. I'm locking it in. Ooh, wow. I'm prophesying right here, right now. I think it's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty confident about that, actually. Dang. I mean... You can kind of smell one along the way. I don't know if what, next. What week, does a direct smell like? Uh, it's it's intoxicating, in in a good oh. way. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was wondering yeah. which way that was gonna go. <laughs> like a toxic croak. <laughs> and today I'm joined by Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. I, I, I will. I will. And I will say that we will not get a direct next week, but the week after. There you go. That's yeah. where I was going. Oh, but I hope Kellen is right. I, right. I hope Kellen is right too, but I, I want to go against the grain slightly. But yeah, I mean, I would love a direct and I would love for it to reveal some great things as it usually does. Sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay because any game that comes out, well, I guess not, not any game, but most <laughs> games that come out are acceptable. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hear about new games. Uh, I love games. You guys love games. We all love games. Who doesn't love games? The haters. The haters. Yeah, the haters. Games. The haters. That's right. Haters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm. I am. I'm just going. I'm just going, Kellen. I am going. I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, like we usually do. We got a lot of good news, though. We got a lot of yes, crazy good we news. Do. Yeah. Yeah, and talking a bit about, you know, the possibility of a Direct coming up, everyone's kind of feeling it building up. There have been a lot of rumors about a certain game making an appearance. Um, a lot of people are speculating Mario Kart 9 here. Do you guys think this is going to happen next Direct, or do you think we won't hear about this for a while? I mean, 8's been out for some time now. Yeah, and I mean, if it doesn't... I See, Mario Kart is so big that I don't know how... How do you introduce it? I uh, like this. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. I think Mario Kart deserves something bigger than a direct. So I think Mario Kart should be at E3. Do you mm. agree? Disagree? I mean, I can see that for sure. But I think they also have other big reveals coming up this year that would be an E3 type thing, like Breath of the Wild two. Right. So, yeah, it's tricky. But at the same time, you kind of know what to expect with Mario Kart. So yeah, it's big. But I don't know, like, I still feel like we kind of know what that's going to look like, even if we might not know the big twist this time around. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I could see it going either way, but I definitely see what you're saying here. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? I want it to just ninja drop. I don't want it to be at E3. <laughs> no, I, just, I just want it to available just Available later tonight. <laughs> Mario Kart 9. <laughs> oh, perfect, man. I mean, I, I think that would be the, the world greatest. world melt. The, it would be the greatest thing since sliced bread yes and and i don't even know when sliced bread came to be but like <laughs> i would absolutely love it you know i just you know at what eleven fifty five and 22 seconds at night you know pacific time 
right? You know, prime meridian, meridian, whatever, <laughs> uh, at night. And they just drop uh, a post on Twitter, a tweet, say, hey, Mario Kart 9's out. You can download it right Oh, You can buy it. <laughs> you can buy it and download yeah. it. Um, that would be great. No, but for, for real, though, I, I can see it being in the direct uh, or – Excuse me. I can see it being in at E3. I don't want it to be because I think that it deserves its own thing. Like I don't think it. I think it should just be like, it's like, hey, we have an announcement, and then they just like show like a thirty minute video or even like a two minute teaser, and then a thirty minute video like probably <laughs> much later. <laughs> but you know, with that, what's going to be a new innovation though for Mario Kart Nine? Because Mario Kart Eight, we have the, oh. you know, the like just the wheels going sideways, you know, anti gravity, all that, like. Oh, I think I got it. Oh yeah, what is it? Yeah, it it's 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 not that innovative if you think about it. It it's just Mario Kart in Germany. It's Mario Kart Nine. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart Nine. Okay, we're well. <laughs> Have like the autobahn as a track. I mean, I could see it. <laughs> and there's no speed limit. That would be amazing. I yeah, mean, I would love. Yeah, that'd be great. So. Shout out to Mario Kart 9. Nine. Um, <laughs> Mario Kart no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It could be anything. But yeah, I mean, if it's not at E3, I think it should get its own direct or at least the biggest chunk of the, the direct it appears in for sure. Yeah, I think it's a really good like lead out game. I'm not super big into the final announcements anymore. Mm. And it would feel really weird if they showed any more than just like a splash screen for it to be one yes. more thing and then they yes. showed like 30 seconds of Mario Kart like no people would be so upset <laughs> yes. about that yeah. so it either has to be like a 10 to 15 minute part of a direct or it's got to be like a splash screen at the end and then it fades to black and everyone's super hyped so I could see it going either way um, I kind of expect them to just announce publicly that it's coming out and then having a bit of a break and then seeing some of it instead yeah, of seeing it too. like right away. Right. That right. would feel really weird. And that's part of why I'm feeling like it's not going to be at this next direct. Um, I don't know. Mm. It It's so weird. And it's been so long since we've had a direct. Nintendo's really quirky with the way they reveal things. And just in general, they're quirky. So who knows? Nothing surprises me. But I just take those surprises as they come. And I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so that's the news around uh, Mario Kart 9, and a game that we know for sure is coming out somewhat soon um, is from Yacht Club Games. Makers of the Shovel Knight games um, have announced a Kickstarter for a brand new game, and so Kevin, do you want to fill us in a bit on what this new game's like? I will. In fact, I have their Kickstarter page right here on my screen. Nice. Mina the Hollower, a bone-chilling ode to handheld games refined for the modern era. I would not have said written that there myself. So that's exactly <laughs> what they have written there verbatim. Okay. And it is a Kickstarter project. And guess what? They've already gone beyond their goal. They are over half a million. Okay. And Ooh. there's 27 days to go. Uh, over 10,000 backers. For those who may or may not know what Kickstarter is, it is a platform that you are able to post about your game that you want to get funded. And a lot of these studios, companies, they use this as a platform to, you know, get some funding in the form of donations from, you know, video gamers like us and other people all around the world. 
And this is just one of the many projects that is on Kickstarter. Uh, it happens to be from Yacht Club Games, a very respectable uh, video game company that we've actually had the opportunity to interview way back in the day. Yeah. Shout out to Nick, right? I mean, the guy was cool. I mean, he's still cool. And it's really <laughs> awesome that you know we were able to get the opportunity to interview him and just get his thoughts you know, behind Shovel Knight and all that. So yeah, it's, this is going to be a new game. It It's pretty cool, guys. It, it, it has like... Well, as they've said, uh, they have it's a mix of like Castlevania, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, and a bit of Bloodborne. Like, just has that mix. And I'm I watched the trailer. I'm watching this, you know, high def GIF like on the Kickstarter page. It looks really good. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I backed it on the first day. I was like, Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice, nice, I nice. I'm I'm ready to go. I am totally forgetting who posted it in our Discord community, which you should join. Because there are so many things that we talked about in our Discord community. We're, we're all about video gaming. You join them or join us. Uh, yeah. So pretty pretty safe bet that it was Napping Rat. He's always on top of all the news. Oh, there you go. Shout out to Napping Rat. Man, the guy is just, he's on fire. I mean, he's just like putting out news like hotcakes. And yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, I backed it. What do you guys think? Are, do you guys, what's your impression? I love the way it looks, and I'm really looking forward to the game. Full disclosure, I would back it, but this year I'm really trying to save money on any little way I can. So I I didn't, I really wanted to. I would get the one with the CD soundtrack because I love collecting mm. video game soundtracks. But I, I retweeted it. I wanted to do well. I'm looking forward to it. When it comes out, I'm, I'm going to have to get it. Yeah, man. This is one to get if you can. And I mean, Kellen, it just has this Game Boy Color aesthetic. Looks so good. Yes. What do you think, man? Yeah, it looks really good. I definitely want to pick it up. Um, a little weird that they're kickstarting it because while they are a smaller studio, like Shovel Knight was really successful. And I thought it was kind of cool that they set the funding goal for $1 more than what Shovel Knight pulled in. And they ended ah. up breaking it like super fast. So. I don't think I'm going to back it personally just because I'd rather have that cash now and then buy it when it comes out, especially now that it's been fully funded. Um, right. But I think it's awesome. I don't have a problem with them funding it because it's fundamentally different from what Shovel Knight is. It's a whole different IP. And I'm really glad just as a studio that they're taking on this new challenge. I think they have the opportunity to grow a lot. I love the games that they put out. They're solid people to support. And I'll be there day one, but I'm not going to be a backer. All good. Totally understandable. And day one is going to be around December 2023. So that's quite a bit of from now. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to wait. I mean, I've already waited for Sea of Stars for a while now. So, you know, I'm hoping that it comes out later this year. (laughs) But for me and the hauler, I'm ready for next year, holiday 2023. Let's see which one comes out first, that one or Silk Song. <laughs> I was going to oh. say something similar. <laughs> I was going to say you could uh, play this December 2023 and then count down two more years to Silk Song or something like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I would like to see Silk Song sometime. I know one of our favorite people would like to as well. Uh, TJ, a.k.a. Shy Guy, one of our favorite people in the world. Uh, he's been waiting for that game for a very long time. Oh, I hope it comes soon. 
Awesome. Well, with those new games kind of out of the way as for our new section here, um, we got a little more news on how Nintendo's doing sale-wise. So did you guys see that the Switch just outsold the Wii? I mean, I feel pretty massive. The Wii was a really big system because it reached out to so many different people. It was just a mainstay in people's homes. And to see the Switch kind of topple that, um, I knew it was on path to get there, but it feels like it got there pretty quick especially because it was recently reaffirmed that the Switch is just in its midlife right now, and it's still got plenty of room to go. So, yeah, just general impressions on this. What do you guys that's, think? That's a, it's crazy huge. Uh, you know, back when the Switch came out, and there were like initial impressions, and everyone was liking it, and it was selling really well, and some people were saying, you know, this could outsell the Wii, and I thought, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and it's not that I didn't believe in the Switch, I, I did, I loved it from the very beginning, but it was coming off from the Wii U, which completely tanked hard. So, it was pretty hard for me to believe that it could get to Wii level of sales, and to be here like four or five years later and to see that it already did that, this is this is like crazy huge. Um, and, and like you said, uh, the Nintendo president said that the Switch is basically in the middle of its life. So it's in like its 40s or 50s if we put it into human years. And that's crazy that it's doing so well at this age and it already outsold the Wii. Who knows where it's going to end? I know the chip shortages are kind of affecting all the consoles at the moment. But, man, this is huge. And it's not done. It's basically halfway there. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, considering COVID and, like you said, the chip shortage, like it's it's a very astounding achievement. I wasn't surprised that it would pass the Wii. I am surprised that it passed the Wii this quickly. Mm. Um. I mean, when the Switch first came out, like I honestly knew it was going to be revolutionary. Like, just even, I think I just knew that it was going to be really good and it's going to be something that's going to revolutionize the industry, and it has. Um, yes, right. I mean, I think I think anybody uh, who is a fan and and who, who plays video games uh, can can agree. Uh, but I think that it's just amazing how there's so many people out there that really, you know treasure this this amazing piece of hardware that we literally started our podcast um i mean had it not been for the switch yes uh, i don't think we'd be here we wouldn't be having this podcast yes um, and so it, it really took me back to like man like look how far we've come and we have this to think right i mean i mean shout out to nintendo like really wow and like you said mid it's in it's midlife I mean, how many else? How 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 much can it sell towards the end? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, half million, a billion? I don't know. Probably not a billion, but <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that too soon. But yeah, I mean, Kellen, what do you think? Kind of like what I mentioned, I wasn't super shocked it overtook the week, so it was definitely on that trajectory. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that it got there so fast. But as far as it being like in its midlife, that's crazy to me because it feels like we've already gotten a lot of the staples that hit a Nintendo system. We've gotten the Smash. We got kind of a Mario Kart, but not really. We've gotten, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mario Parties. We've gotten all these, you know, staples that you kind of expect to see on every Nintendo system mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, I'm now getting ready to experience these same games or franchises on the new system. But it's like, hold on, we might get twice these types of games on the Switch if it's going to stick around and it's only at its midway point. So yes. 
it feels good. It feels like they found something that really works and that people really like. And I'm just kind of curious how much of the switch goes into this next system. If they like really stick with the formula or switch it up, but it seems like they just found something that uh, really works for people. So I'm really glad, really glad to see that for sure. Yes, sequels for every game. Every game twice by default. Kellen, this is for you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Actually, on that note, Kellen, how is Bravely Default 2? <laughs> it's done. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, nice! No one needs to check my play history. Oh, oh great. <laughs> That's between me and my SD card, so... Well, well cool. Um... Yeah, I mean that's 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 incredible. I mean, you you managed to finish it really quickly, and yeah, I actually finished it twice. Oh, you, while you guys twice, were recording yeah. last week. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. of course, that's right, wow. man. I mean, when you are into a game, you are really into it. You are really into it. I, I just said that twice, man. Like we we just have to <laughs> give you props. I mean, uh, well, in all, in all honesty, it is a great game, um, but you know, speaking of games, there are other games on different platforms that have made a very big move you know uh you know sony has done something crazy um they did they just bought bungie and boy did you guys expect that i thought they were gonna buy someone or you know some company uh just to get back at microsoft uh bungie makes sense uh it's definitely you know uh, making heads turn and it's a good purchase for them I, I was pretty sure they were gonna buy someone else yeah it's kind of interesting because everyone definitely expected that retaliation <laughs> but a deal this big definitely doesn't get done like in a couple days and that kind of followed a couple days after right. uh, microsoft made their move so it's interesting that they both had these big deals in the work basically at the same time and the microsoft one just got finalized before the sony one <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure what to make out of it, but it makes sense that that's a studio they would go after. Definitely uh, well-respected and a giant in the industry. So yeah, it felt like a needed move and it just kind of worked out with the planning, kind of aligning between these two giants, I guess. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I was actually surprised they bought Bungie. I mean, <laughs> I, I would have thought they would buy, I don't know, maybe Square Enix or something that's... Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I think that would have been... That would be... A, now, that would be like, oh, my God. Yes. It's it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I mean, okay, I I might have some bias towards this because I didn't really like Destiny that much. Uh, but I heard Destiny 2 is really good. Uh, I, I think it's a great, great move overall. But, I mean, what about Nintendo? What are they going to do? Yeah, I I think nothing. yeah I think they they said we we don't we're not doing nothing. If they were to buy somebody though, I Sega Sega comes to mind first. Yeah, Ooh. that definitely makes the most sense. I think my '90s self would have been so conflicted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just like just the thought of it. Like, imagine if you were back in the '90s and you told someone like, "Hey, Nintendo bought Sega." Like, what? <laughs> All the all the all the Sega fanboys would be like, but Nintendo. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I am just oh wow. I okay. If that were to happen, I think my mind would explode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, it's definitely crazy seeing, you know, all these acquisitions happen and just seeing kind of the landscape of gaming changing so quickly, really. Um, And it actually kind of inspired the main idea for this episode. So this is going to be our acquisition episode. And what we're going to do is we've taken different IPs, ones that might not be owned by Nintendo, but have appeared on Nintendo consoles and then straight like Nintendo IPs. And we've grouped them together into different... um, I guess just different bands with different costs associated with them. And what we're going to do is basically try to acquire and build our own portfolio of IPs um, kind of as we go along. So it's a bit like a drafting episode, but definitely different. So kind of the way that it's going to work is I'm going to send you guys each $300 right now, fake dollars, and we're just (laughs) using hundreds to try to make it, you know, simple. Obviously these IPs would go for way more than, you know, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. And we are, we have to stick in this budget, but we're going to try to compile the best team that we can. So I'll go ahead and kind of list off the IPs that are available here for purchase. So in the top band, we have $100 for Mario. This does not include Mario Kart though. It's a very important distinguishment to make there. Um, The Legend of Zelda, Pokemon, Final Fantasy, and Super Smash Brothers. $50 is going to be Splatoon, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, Call of Duty, and Metroid. $20 is going to be Fire Emblem, Kirby, Sonic, Resident Evil, and Mega Man. And then finally, for $10, the value bin here, Donkey Kong, Madden, Monster Hunter, Castlevania, and Just Dance, which is super undervalued in my opinion. (laughs) So we're going to take turns going around and acquiring these different IPs, but the kind of the mix that we're going to put in here is each of us has a token that we can use to create an auction or a bid. So you can play that token at any time. Let's say that Kevin's trying to buy Pokemon and Sergio, <laughs> you want it. You can play that token and basically open the floor to anyone, even though it's not your turn, to place a bid. And we're just going to keep bidding each other up until you know the highest wins and no other bids are placed. And then whoever wins that auction will have to pay that amount to acquire uh, that IP. So everyone can do that just once. And once we acquire the IP, we're just going to quickly share what what our plans are for it. Um, are we going to kind of keep it steady? Are we going to change things up? How does it fit into Ooh, our portfolio and nice. our overall strategy? And stuff like that. That way we aren't just going through and, you know, picking games, going around the clock. But we're trying to build something cohesive and maybe get into a bid war here over, you know, some surprising games. So uh, what do you guys think? You want to do this? Yes, this sounds amazing already. I'm ready. It's going to be interesting to see the bidding part too, because like, do you want to bid for something and use up most of your, your money and <laughs> just be left with like one or two IPs? Or are you just going to play the field, you know, just be the person who gets stuff that's undervalued in, mm-hmm. in, in the hopes that, yeah, like I have a good combination, I have a vision, I have a plan, and you're going to hopefully outdo the other two. We don't know. I mean, this is, this is pretty nice, man. I, I think we I think you have something here. Uh, this is like I'm ready to go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see if you guys go quality or quantity here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and start off with Sergio. What's your uh, first purchase here going to be? Thank you, Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, it's a big one. Two. I mean, one hundred dollars right off the bat. Yes. Oh yes, my that's okay. god. <sighs> well, I'm not going to place a bid. <laughs> I mean, I might bid you up because you seem uh, pretty set on this one. Oh, man. I'm going to put my token in. 
Oh, oh wow. I'm, I'm oh, you know right I, out of the gate. <laughs> I have to. So I got to put my token in, man. You know what? Wow. I, I'm a bittersweet Pokemon fan. More bitter than sweet sometimes. But I know the value of Pokemon. I know what it can bring. I know the <laughs> the 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 reviews that came from Legends Arceus. It's really good. The direction is great. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw my token in. So, uh, so can I post a a different value? Different. Yeah, uh, go ahead. What's yeah. your counter? One thirteen. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I can. Okay, one fifty. One fifty-five. Look, okay. Let's just get it over. I'm I'm up to two hundred. Ooh, wow. You can have two thirds of your budget. No, I, I'm good. You can have it. <laughs> Dang, I that's... need this. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. You, Sergio you, is down to one hundred dollars for the player Pokemon. Wow. I did not. Ex- wow. Okay. This is man. I, I mean, Sergio, you got a really good one. Like Pokemon is. <laughs> that's gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like in fairness, we split out Mario and Mario Kart, but Pokemon has a lot of spinoffs inside of it too, and we didn't really separate that. So, Sergio, what are your plans with Pokemon here? Exactly. Exactly like you said. So, we're going to have the mainline series, the quote-unquote boring traditional two games at a time (laughs) formula, right? I mean, those sell like hotcakes as it is. We're going to have the spin-offs. We're going to have Pokemon Go. But we're also going to have, well, I guess uh, Legends Arceus is going to be its own thing, and that can be its own sort of like a spin-off series too. But we're also going to have Pokemon for adults. It's going to be a hard mode. It's going to be more story-heavy. The Pokemon are actually going to die in this game. Oh, Yes, (laughs) so we're going all out. It's going to (laughs) be Pokemon, but fun. (laughs) No, no, but... I play that game. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's going to be part of it, the fun series or the fun side of Pokemon. And yeah, I mean, with all the spin-offs... a lot of the franchises that, or the spin-off series that you thought were there are going to come back. We're going to have Pokemon Ranger again, trading card game. And here's the biggest, most likely, the biggest thing that we're going to do. We're going to make an Amiibo figure for every single Pokemon. Whoa. Even yes. Kogunk? Wow. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I should have said $201. It, <laughs> it, it's going to eat away at our... <laughs> Uh, income reserves a lot for sure to make them all but you know there's a lot of people that are gonna catch and collect them all so we're gonna make we're gonna make even for sure at least nice yeah i didn't even consider like merchandise sales and everything so maybe i should have thrown my hat in there that's a really good pickup for 200 dollars. i think it's yes. good value yeah wow that's man okay that's quite a bit Oof. i like your plan surge yeah kevin you lost this bidding war so i'll let you go ahead and go second to uh Try to get something going for your company here. Thanks, man. Uh, this is something that I did not expect to pick. I'm going to go Splatoon for 50. Okay. it's mm. a good pick. I have quite a bit to do with... So my vision for Splatoon is going to be beyond its you know typical paint shooter. Uh, I I want to expand it to different genres. I want, I want to make it as a MOBA, too. I think it has potential to be a MOBA because... You know, you have like different ways to to splat. You know, you have the roller, you have you have your splatter shot, you have arrow spray. I mean, the nozzle nose. Uh, you know, your blasters, your chargers, your rollers, your brushes, all different kinds of weapons, right? And I can imagine a MOBA where you can have uh, different ah. you know, octolings or and just different 
types of characters just you know really duke it out you know five on five four on four on four three on three uh kind of like in the same thing as pokemon unite uh not the most complex moba but just enough to get it going and i would also uh keep on with the the amiibos because you know some of the the really awesome amiibos that exist in you know today have are, are from splatoon and I think that's going to be really great. And also, mm. I want to expand more on the story of Splatoon, right? I mean, a lot of us, we play Splatoon in the multiplayer realm, but we don't really play... Well, for me, I haven't played as much as single player as I should. I think right. having a Splatoon uh, just go based on single player story or and, and maybe even explore some of the... Maybe more of an ancient Splatoon time, right? Like maybe when, you know, these... When people first start splatting. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to hear more about that, you know, the lore and all that. So I think there's just so many different ways to uh, make these Splatoon games, like different genres and stuff. So I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And I can definitely see a hardcore competitive scene for Splatoon in MOBA scene. Um, mm-hmm. I think that what they have now is good, but they can diversify what they can. They already have. So, yeah. Uh, now I don't think it's going to be the biggest game in the world. I, I think it definitely has its place, but uh, I could see this actually being uh, ported onto different uh, consoles and, and systems, right? It doesn't have to just be uh, Nintendo, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, solely just on Nintendo. And if they can do that, oh man, I mean, PC, yo, that would be amazing. I mean, just like, I, I, I just can't even describe how, the, the potential for this to be greater than it is, like, it's there. So Splatoon, for $50. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I think it's a franchise on the rise. So uh, that's a solid pick for fifty bucks. So Kevin, you are now to two fifty, and I will make my first selection here. Um, how can I not? I am going to grab Mario here for one hundred. Mm. Any counters on that? Nope. This is non-cart, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it's all yours, man. Awesome, man. I don't like. What do you even do with Mario after you acquire him? Like, first of all, I think I just go out to lunch with the guy, like, get to know him a bit. <laughs> doesn't seem very talkative, but he seems super friendly. Um, there's oh. just so much you can... Oh, were you going to say something? No, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're going to do with something that's coming out related to Mario pretty soon. Yeah, so mm. <laughs> while the, I kind of went the Sergio route here, while there are obviously plenty of Mario games out... Um, and I don't even really have to be creative like Kevin had to a Splatoon because Mario isn't like basically every type of game ever. Puzzle games, platformers, RPGs, just a bunch of different things that he's already done. So I don't have to like be super creative here, but right. he's super marketable. Like everyone knows him. They're making a movie about him. So I'm definitely going to green light a sequel like right, right. away. <laughs> um, he's basically the center of an amusement park that's being built, which is huge. Um, he could have board games. He could have t-shirts. He could have just about anything related to Mario. I could open up his own pizza pizza franchise if I wanted, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that'd be great. (laughs) Just a really big face to own. And I think for $100, a third of my budget, I think it's a steal. So I'm just going to keep Mario as the flagship of my company. I'm not going to do anything drastic with him, but he's going to be, you know, my revenue stream to kind of fund future projects as well, become a little more experimental down the road. Man, Very solid. That's, that's a good yeah. one. Yes, especially, mm-hmm. and I mean, with the movie, yes, Chris Pratt. I mean, come on. I know. I basically just bought Chris Pratt. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I really hope that movie does well. I. <laughs> How could it not? Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. 
Awesome. So following the order, we are back to Sergio, and you have $100 to spend, so uh, where are you going with that? Uh, okay, I, I have to get this one too. $50 for Animal Crossing. Man. Of course. Yes. Well, I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> You're like picking my kryptonite here. Yeah. Well, I don't have a token, so it's all yours, Serge. Good, good. I, I'm, I'm glad this happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I need this one too. I mean, it's my favorite uh, video game franchise. Yes, even more than Pokemon. But I mean, I guess when it comes to financials, I would expect more from Pokemon. That's the thing. But Animal Crossing... Uh, it's it speaks more to my heart, and I have to go with my heart for this one. Um, how are we gonna change things up? Well, we're definitely gonna uh, release them more frequently. Uh, between New Leaf, which was the one before New Horizons and New Horizons, it was a seven-year wait. Um, or yes, seven-year uh, worldwide. For the new Animal Crossing games, let's see. I don't wanna turn this into call of duty either so (laughs) probably every three years sounds about right maybe four three between three and four uh so that you know we have enough time to to change things up between games uh so at least two games per system or per generation we're gonna have one at the beginning uh every nintendo system is gonna launch with an animal crossing game and then one three or four years down the road so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep having a lot of collaborations with third with other companies. You know, there's uh, Animal Crossing clothing, plushies. We're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna have, I don't know, perfumes, uh, more clothing and accessories, anything that you can think of. We're gonna have Animal Crossing on everything, and we're even gonna have our own retail stores uh, here and there. You know, like in the big cities, we're gonna have um, Tom uh, Nukingtons. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I think that's what Animal Crossing is going to do. More games, more fr- uh, more merchandise, more collaborations. And definitely the biggest thing is going to be more frequent games. So at least every three to four years, that should uh, get the belts rolling for sure. I'm going to ask a controversial question to Ooh. this. Yeah. All right. And I say controversial because th- the product itself is somewhat controversial because of its, of its scarcity. Uh, Amiibo cards. Will you make that more accessible for people because as you have already known animal crossing mobile cards is ridiculously hard to get like notoriously hard to get and as a train card gamer even a train card collector i think it is the hardest to get out of all the train cards in 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 history so would you make it so that you will produce more so that more people can have these cards as part of your plan (laughs) Yes, and there's a little bit of evilness to my plan, I guess, a little bit of Tom Nook, uh, <laughs> because here's what we're going to do. So there's at least five Animal Crossing Amiibo series, and each one has 100, uh, and, and then we also have the new ones too. So what we're going to do, we're going to make them all random. Uh, you're going to buy a six-pack of cards, and it could be from... All 500 plus series. You don't know what you're going to get. You can trade with friends. You can buy them on eBay or whatever. But we're going to have them all randomized. We're going to make more. But they're going to be all randomized between all the series. So you get what you want. And I get what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Works for me. I I think that is a fair trade-off. Both as a fan and as a business. So (laughs) yeah. yeah, Because as long as there's more of these cards anyway... 
I think that's fine. Uh, I think it's just the the lack of product, the lack of the amount of these cards. That was the main issue. Right. But yeah, I think you got it. Great uh, overall, great pitch. Awesome. So, uh, Kevin, we are back to you then, and you have the most money here. You've got $250, so what's the move? Well, I'm going to be 150 after this one. I'm going to pick Zelda. I'm going to go with oh, wow. the Zelda series. Uh, so, any takers? Any, like, tokens? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, you guys me. are not taking franchises dear to my heart, so you can have it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, so I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. I mean, I've, I finished some Zelda games, but I have enough to where I know where I want to go with this, right? Mm. Uh, I think Breath of the Wild two. Obviously, I'm gonna just let let them do what they want, let them do what uh, is intended for that sequel, and then have a Breath of the Wild three later on. I I I don't want to change much for this series moving forward. Although I do want to see remakes or ports of four swords adventures and triforce heroes i think that would be really nice nice on the switch because these games have always struck to me as just very i mean in its nature is cooperative but i think with the switch and the the brilliance of it that can just you know get more people to play together having these two as remakes is gonna just sell the the series to a lot of people even more it's like, oh, yeah, Zelda, we know from it as Breath of the Wild as of late, but we also know it as these cooperative adventure games. And I want that to shine more in the next few years. And so that's my plan if, you know, for taking this franchise to the next level. So that's my plan. Uh, continuing the Breath of the Wild series and a narrative series down the line, that's single player, but remakes of Four Swords Adventures and Triforce Heroes, and another one that's also cooperative that should not be named. That I'll uh, we'll keep in the mystery. So yeah, oh. that's what I'm gonna do. So I think the big looming question here is: Will you play through Breath of the Wild before buying the whole franchise? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I will play through <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I will go to the final area that I have to go to. I've already gone through all. <laughs> I've already, um, you know, for me, I've already gone through, you know, the uh, quote unquote rescuing the uh, the champions, or I guess is it releasing their spirits? I don't know. Like, see, this is how much I know about the game, right? Like, I went through all this before, <laughs> and I just have the very last, you know, Fagannon, right? That's the last thing I have to do. So, I think that won't take too much time. I can do it. It's a small drop in the bucket for my time. I'll do it. And I'll take this franchise to the next level. Done. And then I will be known as the host who actually finished Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Or a host who does. <laughs> nice. Hmm. So I'm trying to look over the list of games here because I've got $200. But to be honest, not much is kind of jumping out to me at their current prices. So kind of stressing here. Um... You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make another big dollar move here. I'm going to buy Super Smash Brothers. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. And uh, Sergio, you're the only one with the token left, and you have $50, so I think this is safe to say this is mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Super Smash Brothers, man, 
I feel like there's so much potential here that hasn't really been tapped into just because of the way that Nintendo kind of handles their franchises. Um, I know people would buy a remaster of Melee like they would um, to have that readily available on a console that's modern. I think people would go crazy for it. So that's definitely part of the portfolio and uh, strategy there. And then the rest of it's just going to be continuing development of Ultimates. I think it's a great engine and just continuing to pump out DLC characters. I mean, those things are like crazy. People buy fighter passes just totally blind because they really trust um, what it is. And I feel like Smash has evolved so much where they've got so many crossovers from different companies and different um, IPs and things that it just needs to jump to being on different platforms as well instead of just on the Switch. So I think that's the big um, direction that I can go with Smash and then also supporting a competitive scene, um, being able to Mm. kind of have some sort of competitive element in my company I think would be really nice. And while I would have, you know, smaller games featured in the tour as well, Smash would definitely be one of those, you know, headline type games available in the circuit. So that's kind of my overall goal here with the Super Smash Bros. I have a controversial question, number two. (laughs) Um, I'm going to to you. So there are Melee Pierce out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I happen to know one of them. Uh, Well, one of my friends back, uh, back in Southern California. Uh, very big fan of melee. Anyway, so would you make a modern game Ooh. with the speed and the feel like melee? Would that be something that is in the works? Because that is something that I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to have. I mean, I feel like a lot of the melee purists just want melee back. And so I'm totally content with giving that to them through like an HD remaster or something just to make it more accessible to them. Um, I feel like even if you gave them something similar, the nostalgia and feelings of fondness are so closely linked to that game that they would find some way to say that this isn't the same. So for that reason, no, not on the immediate horizon, but maybe something I consider down the road. Um, I really like platform fighters, so part of this is like personal bias and wanting to have my own, and obviously the biggest name in the game. Um, so yeah, I'm open to it cause I like those aspects of platform fighters, but it's definitely not an immediate thing. It would be more making melee more accessible to people and kind of upscaling it just a bit. Hmm. Fair enough. I like it. Sweet. So, uh, we're going to transition back over to Mr. Bargain Bin now. Sergio, you got 50 <laughs> bucks in your pocket. Mr. Bargain Bin. What are we doing with it? Oh man. A couple cheeseburgers, a couple tacos, like... <laughs> Yeah, I think these are getting rough down here for sure. But I see one that I I can kind of dig out some potential from it. And it's already well in its way, at least compared to how I was doing in the past. Well, I'm pledging $20 for Fire Emblem. Mm. And I hope I can keep it. Can I keep it? You can keep it. (laughs) Okay, good. good. (laughs) So yeah, Fire Emblem. Uh... You know, the the newer games have definitely sold more than the previous ones. So that's that's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> we definitely want these games to sell. Uh, we're going to keep making them. But here's the thing. We're also going to release every Fire Emblem game that hasn't been released outside of Japan. It's going to come out everywhere. So all those older games are going to get... Um, well, it depends. Some of them are just going to get like traditional ports. They're just going to get translated. But for some of them, we're going to be remaking them as part of the Fire Emblem Echoes 
uh, sub-series, if you will. We're going to be remaking Fire Emblem games. Like I want to say like every two years, you're going to get a, a remake of an older one. You know, with modern graphics, modern... Uh, mechanics and gameplay elements that the, the franchise has now. Uh, we're also going to sp- expand into either movies or maybe like a TV series, live action. Uh, for Fire Emblem, I think it would work well, especially mm. with a lot of like love stories involved. Uh, lots of really cool characters and story development going on there. So we're, we're going to try that and we're going to keep making the new games, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what I see for Fire Emblem. A lot of good opportunity there. I really like it. I do as well. But controversial question number three. (laughs) For these new games of Fire Emblem, will it just be permadeath, or will you have the option to turn it off? What would you do? No, you're going to have the option to turn it off. Uh, We're even going to have more... uh, more difficulty settings that you're going to be able to tweak. However, for some of the remakes in the Fire Emblem Echoes sub-series, uh, some of them are going to be just permanent. They're going to retain their classic style. So if the game had it, that's all you're getting on these new ones. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with your assessment. Nice. That was a really good uh, value pick there and a low budget. I like what you're building over there. Yeah. Decent varieties. So, uh, Kevin, you've got Splatoon and Zelda so far. You have $150 left. I know. What are you doing here? What am I doing here, man? I'm going to go Mario Kart. Heck yeah. $50. Nice. Mario Kart, man. The... Mm, are you? I, 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 oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Are you? Yo, do I, it. I've got Mario cornered here, so I'm, th- I'm throwing it down, man. I'm throwing wow. down the token. All right, wow. good. All right, how much? Um, Let's go 60 to start. Let's do 65. Okay, let's do 66. Let's do <laughs> 68. Hmm, I see what you're trying to make me do here. 70. <laughs> 72. 80. Oh, man. Your number plus 5. 85. All right, Kevin, you can have it because I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I I think it is still worth 85 buckaroos so i don't think anyone has ever said that in the longest time so i'm gonna say buckaroos now 85 buckaroos for mario kart yep that is my pick and with that i am down to if i do my math right 65 dollars right correct yeah okay so mario kart yeah i mean look mario kart won the very revolutionary type of games that has just made an impact in the video game industry right with the the wacky cart spiel very very fun fun for the family fun for the friends uh does not break friendships like mario party and is just very <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no no mario party is, is cool uh yeah but you know, mario kart i think has a really big place in my heart i want to take it more into the competitive scene that will Ooh. be my my biggest initiative for this series. And I've I've talked about it before in a very oh well, yeah, a couple episodes back in the day. Gosh, back in the day, I sound old. Uh so <laughs> I'm gonna make it so that it does become more of a, a competitive game. I mean still retain that casual fun with friends and family, but there will be a mode where in the the next few iterations or actually, you know, moving forward uh, to have a competitive mode where it can be it's more skill based and you can get good at it 
And yeah, there'll be different <laughs> modes too. I mean, maybe there's one, there's different, uh, different situations where it'll be just shells only, or maybe you can add a banana. There's no blue shells. There's, you know, I think that that, that adds too much of a luck factor. Uh, although that will still be retained in the casual mode of Mario Karts, right? Or I guess the the current online mode. I don't mean to disrespect how it is now. I mean, there are uh, people out there who make Mario Kart competitive uh, with that variance of different items, what have you, but I want to solidify this as a true next level competitive Mario Kart scene. I can see as an eSport. Under my direction, that will happen. Oh, wow. And oh, I, yeah. That would be amazing. I, I know, like, I trust you with Mario Kart. I know it would turn out amazing. Well, thank you. And it was worth 85 buckaroos. I am ready. <laughs> I have two questions for you, though. Okay. For the controversial. Uh, the, second one, the second one is, the first okay. one is sort of expected. Is there going to be a Nintendo Kart? A Nintendo Kart... Uh, you mean the actual cartridge or the... Um... No, meaning like Mario Kart, but with all Nintendo IPs, like the Smash version of Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to keep it all Nintendo, man. I mean... Nice. I'm going to keep it all Nintendo. It's always been like that, and it always will be that way. Um, I don't... I'm kind of... It's a bit risky when you introduce like different non-Tendo characters, so I'm going to keep it that because... Hey, I want to keep the spirit of Mario Kart, and I think that with Nintendo characters at the helm, this is going to get better, so I'm going to do that. Nice. All right, well, the controversial question, how are you going to compete with Garfield Kart Racing? Ooh, it's tall order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, y y look, I I I'm, I'm going to say this. I welcome any kart racing game out there I, I, in fact i want them to be better than us so that we can be better right i want us to compete <laughs> to be better together right you know i want it's like it's like i'm apple and they're google right like i i gotta be you know, we gotta be able to compete we gotta you know outdo each other and then um yeah I, so yeah i would i would i think we will be able to compete against you know a garfield kart racing game um i do want to see it do well so that we can be motivated to do better. Mm. Because if we're the only kart racing game in the industry, there's no reason for us to be better, right? We're just, we can just like sit on our butts and just, you know, <laughs> make the same game over and over again. You know, have that Call of Duty progression, have that Pacross progression. I'm just kidding. I don't want to make fun of Pacross. Pacross is cool. <laughs> um, so eventually, eventually we'll say Mario Kart is good thanks to Garfield. <laughs> Well, that's a little <laughs> controversial, man. I don't know. That's uh, hmm. <laughs> I do like the cat, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna make us look better. <laughs> we'll just say that. All right. <laughs> All right. So Kevin, like you had mentioned, that puts you down to sixty-five dollars. You now have yep. Splatoon, Zelda, and Mario Kart, and mm -hmm. that puts me in the driver's seat here to make a choice. And looking over our selections so far. You can definitely tell we're a Nintendo podcast. Um, it's a very <laughs> Nintendo type list here. Yeah. So I am going to break free free from that a bit here. Oh. And for a crisp twenty dollar bill, I'm gonna buy one Blue Boy Sonic. Mm. Ooh. He's got to go fast, right? Um. And so obviously Sonic is big. I feel like he's popular again. I see a lot of people walking around with Sonic shirts, costumes. 
he had had a movie second one coming out so that kind of expands my uh cinematic universe with mario and sonic now uh, maybe we could do crossovers mm. um maybe i could do a live action super smash uh movie and now that i own both properties i could do like chris pratt versus ben schwartz which oh, would be really cool man. like um, live action yeah, yeah. just like mm-hmm. knocking you know each other around a bit off the stage so i want to see how chris pratt ledge guards i really do <laughs> i'm curious i feel like he fights kind of dirty um so i'm gonna add sonic obviously a bunch of potential here could do puzzle games racing games platforming games just a bunch of potential he's got comics tv shows again just more revenue streams for my company even outside of gaming but he's a gaming icon so for twenty dollars i feel like you just can't miss there so i'm gonna grab him here nice very well said i think he would do a fantastic job with sonic um, yeah, I'm looking forward to more movies and games. <laughs> oh, there will be plenty. <laughs> I I really like the play that you did there of joining, sort of joining Sonic and Mario since you have both. Yeah, that was pretty smart. Well yeah. done. Yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, Sergio, back over to you. You've got $30. What are you buying? See, the, the businessman part of me is saying, you know, buy the 20 now uh, before they get claimed by others but i see a play here in one of the ten dollar options and I'm, I'm gonna go for it i trust it i trust in what i have planned for this franchise i'm going to get castlevania for ten dollars <gasps> that's oh, a nice grab nice i actually was gonna get that up next but that was a great pull <laughs> yeah <laughs> you still got the token um, no you used your token no. i did to make sergio spend Two hundred dollars <laughs> on Pokemon. <laughs> uh, do you want it for one eighty? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I don't even have a token, so go oh, okay. For it. <laughs> okay. All right. So Castlevania for ten dollars. Now it's mine. Here's the thing. Castlevania used to mean something, and I'm sorry to say it like that, but right now it's pretty dormant, you know. In it's been for a while. Uh, we have the genre, definitely, the Metroidvania, and there's a lot of good ones now, and people really like them. I feel like a lot of people play them now compared to before. But isn't it kind of odd that one of the major franchises that started that genre has kind of gone away for a very long time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to bring it back. Uh, I want to bring it back in a big way. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Castlevania back, but we're going to have every major Metroidvania developer to have a crack at it. We're going to basically lend the Castlevania franchise to people like Jack Club, WayForward, Moon Studios, any developer that has made a really good Metroidvania. They're going to have a chance with Castlevania. They're, got, they're all going to be different new games, no no remakes or, or ports from the previous ones. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a bunch of developers working on Metroidvania games in the Castlevania franchise. So I feel like that's going to definitely put the name back on the map. And every developer is going to give their spin on it, their own little flavor to the franchise. And it's going to, something good is going to come out of it. And for $10, I, I definitely want to bring something back to people that remember what Castlevania was, uh, you know, with a twist, uh, having... A lot of developers work on it. Something new is going to come out and something's going to stick. So, yeah, Castlevania, I'm going for it. I have a non-controversial question. All right. (laughs) Um, So one of my favorite games of all time and highly underrated is Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. 
would there be room for that as a remake in your overall plan? Yes, definitely, because now that it's easier to have online play, uh, this is going to be a big co-op experience, you know, like it used to be with Charlotte and Jonathan. Uh, It's going to be online now. So, yes. Yes, I love it. (laughs) I'm in. I mean, I'm in for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. You've got a good strategy going there. So to kind of refresh people on what we've got left here, Mm -hmm. Kevin has $65. I have 80. Sergio has 20. So that means Final Fantasy is off the board at 100. No one can afford it any longer. (laughs) Call of Duty Metroid are left at 50. Kirby Resident Evil Mega Man at 20. Donkey Kong, Madden, Monster Hunter, and Just Dance sitting in the bargain bin at 10. So, Kevin, where are you going here? That Call of Duty, 77% of your budget. Pretty low price for Call of Duty, right? How much is it good for you? $50? No? No? You don't want it? 77%. That's 77 too much. Um, I, I'm not going to choose duty calls. I, I have no... Attachment not surprising right duty calls for you like twice each episode that's true that's yeah, true yeah we did mention that last uh, episode yeah but we're 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 gonna veer off to a different direction here i'm gonna go into the bargain bin i'm gonna dig deep and i'm gonna find donkey kong for ten dollars mm. yeah. i'm gonna i you know what big fan of the series i love donkey kong country especially once well one, two, and three, especially. Uh, so the finish tropical freeze, but I'll get there. But yeah, I want to just, I want to make Donkey Kong Country four. I mean, was there a four? There wasn't, right? See, there was a sixty four. Um, I want right. Yeah, I want to make Donkey Kong Country four. Like, I want that to happen. Um, ah. I will. I want that to. That's part of my vision, right? Donkey Kong Country four, and then a sequel to Tropical Freeze, and uh, well, uh, I have a question though. Uh, does this include the Diddy Kong Racing game? Like, if if mm. I were to, if we were to get this franchise, would that include that game, guys? Mm, what do you think, Sergio? I I'm sorry, I'm thinking no. Ah. Yeah, I feel like that's outside <laughs> of Donkey Kong himself. All right. Well, I'll make a Donkey Kong Racing game. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll keep it as a platformer. Uh, I'm. I want to bring back. Uh, I want to do remakes of Donkey Kong One, Two, Three. Like they'll just have a fresh coat of paint and 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 more levels, more levels. You know, never before seen. I'm, I think it's gonna sell like hotcakes. And then we're gonna have Donkey Kong Country Four, and it's gonna be one of the best games ever made. I'm I'm very very confident about it. You know, people think, "Wow, Kevin, that was only for ten dollars." You sure you have that that much confidence? <laughs> Heck yeah, I do. It's Donkey Kong. I mean, how can you not have that confidence? <laughs> so yeah. That's... Well, I have a question for you. Are you gonna bring back the Donkey Konga series? Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played this before, but they will be back. Uh, I am all for rhythm games, and if 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 that's part of the the plan, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that will be part of it. Oh, nice. Just for nice. you, Serge. <laughs> cool. I I would definitely get them. Thank you. <laughs> okay, but I need to look into those games because I have never played them before. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So Kevin is currently investigating the IP he just bought. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's my turn. <laughs> 
I'm sitting here at $80. I feel like I'm in the driver's seat. So I'm going to go ahead and dip into the bargain bin as well to keep you guys from getting some of my precious treasure hidden down there. And uh, first off, surprising pick here, I'm going to grab Madden for $10, which is probably what what it sells for right now at GameStop anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why is people buy this game every year and I have to put zero effort into it. I could literally print the same (laughs) game on a disc every year, just change the number and people would buy it. This is another cash cow, and so my uh, overall strategy has been um, not necessarily low effort until this Madden acquisition, but it's a big <laughs> name, it's got the NFL link to it, it's going to bring money in, and I'm gaining big franchises that I feel somewhat passionate about that are going to allow me to create new IPs um, with the funding that these ones provide that um, just aren't out yet. So that's kind of the strategy that I'm going with, and uh, just a cheap, low effort high revenue get for me and Madden. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I was a little surprised at first, but yeah, you made it work. I, I think it makes sense. All right. So, uh, Sergio, crisp $20 bill here. Are you going to oh. spend a dollar or are you going to dip twice into the $10 range? This is tough. I'm torn between two of them. Uh, I guess... You know what? No, because if I get something for $10, I have to get the other thing that's $10. And uh, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let's let's go all out with whatever we have left, the $20 for Kirby. I trust Kirby. Okay. Mm. He's got a game coming out. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing with Kirby. Uh, the games are pretty safe. They always sell well enough. Uh, people recognize them. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a safe bet, basically. And Nintendo has used Kirby to try a lot of different genres. Like, if Nintendo wants to make a puzzle game that is a very specific way, and you know they don't, it doesn't work with Mario, with like a Doctor Mario formula or Tetris Attack or something. Uh, they just throw Kirby on it, like Kirby Star Stacker for the Game Boy, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, which is like a golf puzzle game type. So yeah, like Kirby is pretty well rounded, <laughs> pun intended there. But <laughs> uh, it's it's good to use for spin-offs or to to try like different gameplay mechanics that Nintendo's sort of like testing out maybe for a new franchise or something. Now just try it with Kirby and see how it works. Uh, so we're going to keep doing that. We're going to try a lot of different gameplay ideas that we've been fooling around with. And we're going to throw Kirby at them. So there's going to be a lot more Kirby games. But not necessarily like the traditional platformer style. We're going to keep those for sure. But there's going to be a lot of different Kirby games and mostly spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some uh, free-to-play ones for sure. Uh, those have worked okay. well. Mm. And we're probably going to bring back the animated series Kirby right back at you again. Ooh, nice. So, yeah, we're going to do a sequel to that. Uh, Netflix exclusive. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, a controversial question. Are we getting a fighting game? It's been long rumored. Yes, yes. Uh, but this, this, see, again, uh, Kirby lends itself to trying different things. So this is going to be uh, like the Mortal Kombat for Nintendo. So it's going to be <laughs> M-rated Kirby. Uh, I cannot really oh get dear. into the details of that because it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty controversial. But yes, Kirby said yes. So we're doing it. <laughs> All right. Kirby combat. I like it. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> combat with a K. Man. <laughs> Oof, okay. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm gonna get that game. (laughs) Alright, so that being said, uh, Kevin, $55, where are we going here? 
Just Dance is gonna be okay, but well, for ten dollars, I'm gonna do it. Just Dance for ten dollars. It sells pretty well. Uh, I mean, it's. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised too because, like, I just thought it was a gimmick, but you know, people do. A lot of people do play this game, and you can get a good workout in too. And but my vision for this is gonna go beyond just dancing and getting a good workout and just having fun in your home um you know i have this thing where i'm thinking like you know like you know how people go to raves or concerts well um i i want to have like this thing where you know uh everybody can uh so everybody can get a just dance game for free and that game is going to be connected online and there's going to be like different mm. concerts different events that will happen throughout the year that you can participate uh through your your console or even on pc as long as you're able to you know see the screen and see what's going on um and and you'll be able to dance with like you know your favorite uh dancing group and or uh dance with uh you know, people who are seeing songs that you can dance to, right? I think that'll be quite an interactive experience. And I want this to just be on, I mean, I, mean, I want it to be all the platforms and just to be a, a worldwide, you know, just event after event. Um, I think it'll be a, an amazing phenomenon. I can see this in 2023. Uh, that's going to be the next mm. thing. And I'm going to take it to the next level. You know, people will think, oh, Just Dance is just a, a dancing game. Nah, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. And that's it's, what I'm it's literally Ooh. called just dance. It is just <laughs> dancing. Hey, hey, simple but effective. So I, I, that's that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it sells. I like it. You could still publish it on the Wii and people would buy it. So I yeah, mean, yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, 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 hold on. I mean, I'm making it for free, but the events that you go to, you have to pay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the catch, you know. And, and, and it'll be, you know, it'll be, you know, hours, you know, like you know. Probably a few hours of it or so. Oh, I guess it depends on how tired you get <laughs> when you dance. But yeah, I, I think it's just going to be exciting um, if I were to take it. So yeah. Nice. Well, that goes back to me and I've got $70. So I'm kind of in the driver's seat here. Um, so I'm looking at what you could buy and I'm trying to grab up what I don't want you to get that I want to have. <laughs> so, man, that's where the strategy kind of comes in. I'm going to grab the last $10 here because I think it's undervalued and I'm going to go with Monster Hunter. Mm, so this has nice. been really big lately. I can do a lot of different things with it. Um, I definitely need some sort of monster catching training type game um, on my system. And obviously Monster Hunter is different from that, but it still involves, you know, big beasts. It kind of fits that mold. I could do an MMO type thing. Right. I could continue doing what they're doing Ooh. with uh, different stories I could definitely see, you know, movies, TV shows, things like that happening. I think it's a franchise on the rise. I can do a lot of different things with it. And for $10, it just feels like a great pickup. So definitely going there to expand my portfolio in a bit of a different direction. Yeah, I, I thought about getting that one. That's very tempting. I hope you do some sort of collaboration with Godzilla. Oh, oh absolutely. Like yeah, that's going to be <laughs> contingent to make this deal done. Nice. I like it. And Sharknado. And Sharknado. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, some more games. Maybe a movie. You know, I mean, that would be cool. A Monster Hunter movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty neat. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kevin, back to you, $45. You got two games you can choose from here. Which one are you taking? <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know. Because I'm not, I'm, I mean, I, I, okay, okay. All right. I'll take Mega Man. 
for twenty dollars. But only for one reason. Not for the platforming, because that's not what I'm that's not what I like Mega Man for. Uh I actually do not like the platforming series as much as other people, but I would be in it to revive Mega Man Battle Network. Yeah, that is Mega Man's main. And <laughs> I I think that would it's gonna sell like hotcakes once we you know we port the originals and we remake them. Or we make new ones, I mean. Uh, so ports first, then make new Mega Man Battle Network games. I think that's going to be the next thing. And it's going to be, it's going to have a more engaging story. Uh, and just the gameplay is going to, the gameplay is going to be on point. I love Mega Man Battle Network. I love how you're on that, you know, that 3x3 three three grid, you know, and, and just fighting against different enemies and being more strategic. It's a bit more tactical. Uh, I, I, I'm going to see to it that Battle Network gets the respect that it deserves and more. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talk about Battle Network in the way it should be. So I'm going to make that happen. I like it. It's one I definitely want to play. So uh, I support that acquisition. Nice. Nice. All right. So I'm sitting at $60. So I can buy one of these $50 games. And I'm looking between the two. And man, it's a tough call. <laughs> call of Duty or Metroid. Yeah. that's uh... Two different directions I could go here. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like I've built up a system to where I've kind of got a cash cow going. I'm bringing in a lot of money on some, you know, lower effort IPs, some higher effort ones that just have a ton of different things I could do with them. And so I'm going to use a lot of that money to really fund Metroid here. And I feel like Metroid obviously coming off of Dread was a lot of people's game of the years, even for those that aren't just like dedicated Nintendo gamers. So feeling really good about where Metroid is right now. Um, really wanting to continue that development, helping them expand. Obviously, they need the help because Prime 4 is taking forever. And yeah, you can definitely expect more spin-off Metroid-type games. Um, I'm not quite sure what those would look like yet, but this is where all my funding is going to go. It's going to go into uh, really building mm. out Metroid and building it into the uh, franchise that it needs to be because I feel like so often it's kind of left off of the Nintendo Mount Rushmore, if you will. And I feel like it's definitely got its spot there. So uh, I want to help build that controversial question uh very controversial coming at you uh would you be in huh, how do i say this would you want would you would would you like a game a spinoff called metroid pinball yeah i could see it yeah i mean it's something that i think we would try a lot of different things to start to see what sticks but I would like to see it, especially like physical tables. I think that'd be really cool. And the morph ball obviously lends itself to that. Yeah. And I, the reason why I mentioned this is because um, where I live in Portland, it, there's actually a pretty big pinball community and they're very serious about their pinball. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same. I hope it's the same where you guys live and more. Uh, but yeah, I think having a physical, I mean, just like seeing that, like physically like man like playing pinball and getting the competition or even just having fun like yeah i would love it metroid pinball Mm. for sure Mm -hmm. so uh, that leaves me at ten dollars we have no ten dollar games left so i'm officially out kevin you have 25 left and you can only buy one franchise here resident evil so are you buying it or are you passing (laughs) Uh, you know what i want to get it but i don't know the series well enough to to give it the respect that it deserves so I don't think I would be the best person to to go for it. And, and you know, sometimes when you when you see an IP that you think is really appealing and is really good, if you're not, if your heart's not into it, if you don't know much about it, 
it's best to just walk away, right? So I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to keep $25 in my pocket and I'm going to buy some train cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. All right. Fair enough. So obviously we're done now. Let's go ahead and kind of recap how we uh, turned out here. So Kevin, I don't know what the name of your corporation is, but you ended up with Splatoon for 50, Zelda for 100, Mario Kart for 85, Donkey Kong for 10, Just Dance for 10, and Mega Man for 20. So how are you feeling about that lineup? You feel like you did a good job here? I, I think I did a decent job. I got the ones that I really wanted. I really wish I got a Castlevania, but Serge took it and, I mean, <laughs> well-deserved, obviously. I mean, it is a underrated franchise, but, uh, yeah, I think overall... I'm very satisfied with my lineup. You know, I got a variety. I mean, I have a plan for Just Dance to, you know, have events with us dancing, like, all over the world. I mean, uh, Mario Kart competitive scenes, um, Splatoon MOBAs, you know, and, and more cooperative Zelda games. Like, how is that not a winner? I'm ready. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is gold. I mean, it's like it's like the two Golden Sun games that I just love playing. And more like this is this, this rivals that so I'm ready. Nice. Yeah, I thought you did good. I thought you did a good job yeah. there. So uh, Sergio, to recap yours, you got Pokemon for 200, Animal Crossing for 50, which really feels like a pretty good value there. Um, Fire Emblem for 20, Castlevania for 10, and Kirby for 20. So how do you feel about yours? I feel pretty good. See what I did first. I I secured the funds first because Pokemon sales and it's mm-hmm. like it's easy, right? Yeah, it cost me. Hmm, double than the market value i think it was worth it you know secure money first and then love second with animal crossing i'm, I'm not saying that's more important but I, I i i knew pokemon was gonna be a challenge so that's why i had to secure that one first so the other ones i feel like you know i'm i have uh, some belief in i think when Pokemon and Animal Crossing are sort of swaying a little bit, maybe we try something that doesn't jive with customers and we don't bring in the profit that we were expecting. I can rely on the other three like smaller franchises to, to back us up, uh, especially Kirby. And I want to offer something new in the market. So having a bunch of Castlevanias made by different developers, I think that's going to uh, make a lot of people uh, remember Castlevania and be interested in it if they haven't played it. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with my choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. And then to round it out, to recap mine, I got Mario, not including Mario Kart, for $100, Super Smash Brothers for $100, Sonic for $20, Madden for $10, Monster Hunter for $10, and Metroid for $50. Um, overall, I was trying to diversify, got a lot of things going, trying to build more of, uh, I'd hate to say it, but Metaverse instead of just like a gaming company. I've got (laughs) (laughs) um, merchandise, I've got TV shows, movies, crossovers, a lot of things going, franchises like Madden that are like lower effort that bring in money. And then the idea is to funnel all the money from the top performing franchises that I bought at the start into the last two I got, Monster Hunter and Metroid, I think are both hot right now, kind Mm. of undervalued in where we line them up and I feel like pumping the money into them, uh, trying a lot of different things out. I feel like they could really take off and that's kind of like the passion project of my company. So yeah, I think, uh, we did a really good job here kind of picking these out. It was interesting to see the strategies and, uh, I really like how this turned out. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty good. I mean, we all have our choices and I thought we all of us did a great job just explain where we're going to go with the franchises we've picked. So yeah, I think this is really fun. Uh, we should do this more often. 
Yeah, I agree. Th- this was a lot of fun. I do regret not getting Final Fantasy, mm. but I, I needed Pokemon, and then after that, I needed Animal Crossing. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But I, Final Fantasy, I, I feel like we missed out. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there, especially with the MMO uh, Final Fantasy 14, and if they make a new one eventually, I know they built up a lot of experience with that one. So yeah, Final Fantasy brings in the money too. <laughs> Oh yeah, MMOs. That there is a big group who plays that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Besides Final Fantasy fifteen, all the Final Fantasies are just. I mean, we we <laughs> we just love our Final Fantasies, right? I mean, like we and eight <laughs> and eight eight. <laughs> eight's good. Eight's good. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on who we talk to, but eight's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It is a missed opportunity. Um, I. Mm, yeah oh well that's tough <laughs> <laughs> well next time there's a big old acquisition we'll uh, have to try this again but uh, this was a fun little take on the different buys that are happening on a larger scale so uh thanks for going through that with me but i think we're about out of time so sergi i'm going to turn it back over to you to kind of look at those responses from last week's question yes uh last week we asked would you rather live in a world with Pokemon or a world with animals and why? We have answers from our Discord members. For example, Ferris Dragon said, Pokemon, I mean, I can eat both, but one can do magic and maybe destroy the earth. So why not that one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Napping Rat said, animals, because they are just better designs than Pokemon. Both cuter and more interesting. Mm, I mean... That sounds like an opinion, but I, 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 you're, you're entitled to it, napping, right? Okay. Uh, Dragon said, paying for one, especially because I love and see the benefits of Pokemon, but I'll stick with animals. Sorry. Dogs are pretty perfect, and they deserve to continue to exist in my world. Uh, well, okay. So Dragon's going with animals. The real TJ said, I would like to live in a world with Pokemon. Because as a biologist, I would really like to learn more about them. Furthermore, I would not mind having an Alakazam helping me with my homework, with him being smart and all. Nice, that's that's a smart thinking. And he can reach things that are away from you too. <laughs> that could be like the force. You could have the force. <laughs> Turboverto said, gotta go with Pokemon. I need to get that Tangela. I want to touch its vines. Maybe even lick them. <laughs> We don't Gotta have to read this on the air. It used conditioner <laughs> so we can straighten out the wrinkles and we can discover what's underneath those binds. I would call my Tangela Mr. Botangles <laughs> oh, <laughs> because man. he's always ge- wearing his running shoes. We can go for runs together and afterwards we can go get a pedicure where Mr. Botangles will get a shoe shine. And we can get super buff because Mr. Botangles can use growth. And no more insomnia <laughs> due to sleep powder. And we can find him a partner and we'll call her Tangelina Jolie. <laughs> Life would be so much better with a Tangela. That's that's gonna be one of the best answers we'll ever have. No. Thank you, Turboverto. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he spent way too much time, way too specific. He clearly thinks about this a lot. I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I just oh am. my gosh. A Tangela looks like what your brain turns into when you play a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, yeah, I don't I don't know what to say, man. That 
it was a great answer. Uh, yes. I mean, especially for your favorite Pokemon, Kellen. But yeah, it's been really. It's a nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's wow, Mister Botangle. Botangles. Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. And Figment said, "Seeing as I already live in a world with animals in it, I'm going to stick to what I know and say animals." Sure, there are a lot of cute Pokemon out there, but otters are a thing in this reality, which is good enough for me. Oh, man, <laughs> poor Oshawott. All right, well, Figment is going with animals. Well, I'm going with Pokemon for sure. Like I said uh, last week, or hinted at, they're just way more obedient. They do what you say. They, they're, in the, they're very helpful, too. And here's the other thing. Pokemon don't die. They just faint. So... Keep your animals, they're going to die. I'm going to keep my Pokemon, they're going to faint, and I'll just revive them because we have revives here. I don't know if anybody can revive a dead animal. Uh, if that ever happens, let me know, but I have revives. I'm sticking with Pokemon. Wow. Didn't yeah. you buy Pokemon specifically to make them die? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> uh, that, that's a side story. That's a, it's a spin-off. So okay, it's not, alternate it's not reality. Canon. Okay, yes. I got you. <laughs> Kevin, what would you choose? Yo, of course, Pokemon. Krogunk. Nice. I, I mean, love the of course part of that. Of course, Krogunk. I mean, if I if I don't choose <laughs> Pokemon, I won't have Krogunk. I mean, Krogunk is like the best power you can have for as a Pokemon. I mean, he poison jabs. He calls out on your BS. I mean, uh, he or she actually. So you know, Krogunk can do. Krogunk can do what a Krogunk does on a on a day <laughs> that will be brilliant. So. Yeah, uh, Krogan. Uh, Pokemon. Excuse me, Pokemon. I, I, yeah, I, nice. I would like a Pokemon. I mean, I, I would like multiple Pokemon. You know, I want, I want one that can fly uh, me to different places, right? Without me having to pay anything. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I, I can't have an animal do that. I mean, uh, unless, unless, unless I can make friends with Bald Eagle and we can somehow communicate together and convince him or her, like, hey, fly me to Antarctica so I can find, you know, my uh my my polar bear's twin brother right i mean i would love <laughs> no, no no yeah i'm gonna stick with pokemon i i think it'll just be a, a amazing dynamic you know between humans and pokemon and i just would would love yes. to live in that world and and have a krogunk i'm done Colin, what's your answer <laughs> course i'm going with animals here so you guys are focusing on the good things about having pokemon think about the terrifying things i've seen some clips of legends of like snorlaxes and tangalas like looking awful spooky trying to get after you um i think in the wild i think the mainline games kind of painted them to be really rosy but some pokemon are hostile and i don't want to deal with them i also don't want to have to fight my rival every time i go to the superstore because he's got He's always there wanting to challenge me. He's always got Pokemon that have type advantage over mine. It would just be annoying. And I don't know. Like, we have animals, so why do we need Pokemon? <laughs> I, I just don't want them. I don't. Man. I don't know. I mean, you could always throw a Pokeball at any Pokemon. Even if you don't catch it, it gives you enough time to run if you need to run. Yeah. That's true. You can also throw a rock at any animal and get away in time, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you might aggravate. Yes. <laughs> Fair uh, point. Yeah. I don't go around throwing rocks at animals, okay? I'm a decent person. <laughs> Especially against grizzly bears, because we don't want to deal with grizzly bears. I've never met one in real life. Um, 
mm. or up close, I mean. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. But bears are cool, especially polar bears. I want to be a polar bear, but that's for a different... <laughs> I mostly just don't want to live in a reality where Tangela exists. <laughs> that thing is like my sleep paralysis demon. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. I don't understand the shoes. I don't understand the color. I don't understand anything about it, and I just don't want to. What if it <laughs> evolves into a tan growth? Would that be less scary or more scary or neutral? Uh, uh, equal. It just feels like more tangela, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Tangela and tang tangrowth are the Pokemon that Kellen doesn't want to think about. So uh, now you guys know. I, I, I believe from what you're saying, Kellen, you have the same hate for Tangela as you do for Pickles. So I believe that's... Uh, is They're that basically the same. Well. I have dreams of Tangela chasing me with the jar of Pickles and I just wake up in a cold sweat. Oh <laughs> so boy. that's why I answered why I did, but I think we've spent enough time talking about my phobias and fears here. So uh, Sergio, do you want to save us? Save me, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> All right. Yes, we have our... This week's weekly question of the week for this week, ask this week and answer next week. And we happen to be asking this question on Dragon's birthday. Dragon from our Discord. Happy birthday, Dragon. Yay. And we have a Dragon-related question, which is, other than Dragon, the Dragon from our Discord, who is your favorite Dragon? <laughs> it can be from games, movies, TV series, anything. Anything goes except our Discord Dragon. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So yeah, let us know who's your favorite dragon. And with that, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kevin and Kellen, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>